This is Amy Martin from Grafton, West Virginia in the United States. I just wanted to tell all my friends at Majors Mess Hall a big congratulations on 150 episodes. That's an amazing accomplishment, and I can't wait to hear much more from all of you. Hey, Gav, it's Sarah from Australia, your favorite person ever. Um, Obviously, just wanted to congratulate you and the guys or whoever you work with, mostly yourself, on your 150th episode of Majors Mess Hall. Yay! That was a really shitty clap. Yeah, just you've done a really great job so far. It's so much fun to listen to your podcast. Um, The guests you've had on have been phenomenal. And, yeah, just can't wait to see where you take this. And great work. Hello and welcome to the 150th episode of the Mages Mess Hall podcast. I can't even believe I've just said those words. 150th episode. How the hell? Woo! I know. How the hell did we get to here? Was that was that Kelly or Craig? Then who did the woo? You never hear me again. Woo! Oh. <laughs> I've heard you woo woo before now, Craig. <laughs> so, uh, Craig, you sound quite far away, mate. What's the situation there? I'm not next to the laptop. Oh, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, so anyway, very, very special episode. Obviously, it's a milestone for us to reach this, especially when I think it was episode, well, episode one, I think Craig said we'll probably do about one or two more episodes and then we'll get bored of it. And was, I think he did, to be fair, he did get bored of it pretty quick. But he's still here now. So if anything, you know, I mean, at least he sticks to what he's what he's good at, which is podcasting, apparently. Um <laughs> Craig, what do you, how do you feel, mate, about reaching this this milestone? 150 episodes, mate. Imagine every episode is an hour long. Some of them are only half an hour long, and some of them are like an hour and a half long. So technically, I think we can probably say we've recorded like 150 hours worth of this crap. What do you reckon? I don't know. Um, it's been highs and lows, wasn't it? Well... <laughs> I do enjoy it. I mean, I've had good times with the podcasting past and all that. Got good stuff, good stuff out of it. Uh, pub, pub crawls and you know, meeting up with people and all that. So, yeah, that probably would have never happened if we did this. I'm, so, I'm like, have you ever sat down and like thought to yourself, "Wow, I've actually made people's day better. I've actually <laughs> made people smile and laugh over some of the stupid things I've come out with." Has that, have you, has that ever crossed your mind? I still don't understand that. <laughs> the thing is, though, that's what makes it so special, is that you don't get it. If you got it, it wouldn't be funny anymore. I think we'd lose that spark. But the fact you were, you're like, I really don't understand why this is even happening. I don't know why you think I'm funny. I don't know why that was even funny. I just said that. Jesus and his Argonauts, what's wrong with that? I, I just, I think it's brilliant, mate. Anyway, obviously, this we have an extremely special guest Especially in my eyes, because, I mean, Kelly, what was I like talking to this person? <laughs> you were like a kid in a candy store, you... I was. Or, so... or I was like a kid in a candy store, or I was like me in a candy store. It was crazy. Yes. Just absolutely, <laughs> just... Okay, first of all, Kelly, who is our guest? Let's just announce that. Our Jeff. Our Jeff. We, got, we had our Jeff on. So if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the, the wonderful Jeff Bergman who is the voice and has been the voice of Bugs Bunny since Mel Blanc passed away in the 80s. 
there has been other people that have have, uh, have voiced Bugs Bunny over the years, uh, t- to name a few. Um, Billy West and um, Eric Bowser are two of you know they're fantastic as well. But Jeff is like the OG. He's been doing it since day like basically day one, and not just Bugs. Like he does Daffy Duck and um, Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, Tweety. Like he, he does all these characters. Fred Flintstone. He, Fred Flintstone even does some of the Hanna Barbera characters. He does Yogi Bear, George Jetson, like that. And, who else does he do? Uh, Barney Rubble. Like, he does so many characters. And, you know, growing up, obviously, in the 80s, watching his cartoons, it was Jeff that was entertaining us as kids. I mean, it, it just... It's a, it, he's basically a hero of mine. So to be able to talk to him, and he did all his voices. Like, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this interview. Like, anybody that is, is a fan of, like, nostalgia, you're going to really get a kick out of this interview. And he even does some wonderful impressions of, like, real people. Like, his Morgan Freeman is phenomenal. Is Donald Amazing. is Donald Trump like you would swear Donald Trump was on the podcast? Like it's just unbelievable, <laughs> like amazing. And of course, you know, with us having Jeff on, we are going to make this a little bit of a Looney Tunes uh, special. So we've got, we've got some Looney Tunes themed games to play. But before we get into that, uh, I've got to ask Craig, what comes to mind to you like when you think of like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all the Looney Tunes? Like, what have you got any like memories from when you were a kid of like of that? Uh, memories. Um, are you like drawing them? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember being in maths class. This is how bad our school was, by the way. And of course, me and Craig went to the same school. Our maths class, the teacher didn't give a fuck basically about what we did. So we used to do a thing called Mars Bar Maths, which the, the teacher was like, she had diabetes, but she used to love chocolate. And I don't know why, but she used to she used to bring all this chocolate in for the kids. And she had this thing she used to call Mars Bar Maths, which is where you just opened a load of Mars bars and other chocolate bars and cut them all up into quarters. And you basically did maths division with them. And then you'd eat them at the end. And I, I, to this day, I don't understand how we managed to get away with it. But we, didn't, we used to do it all the time, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway, aside from that, one of the other things we used to do was just a drawing lesson. And this is maths. We didn't do any maths. That's why me and Craig, we can't multiply. <laughs> we literally can't do math. Anyway, so um, we used to draw pictures and we were in, essentially they graded you. So like me and Craig were in like the lowest set for maths. So we were in there with all the dregs that just didn't want to do any work. All the like, as we would call them, scallies. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you would call them in North America, but anyway, just the kids that didn't want to learn. Anyway, they quite liked me and Craig. I mean, they used to call Craig Malcolm Meatballhead, which I don't, to this day I don't really get the reference to that but anyway um, they used to ask me and Craig to draw them pictures so they'd sit there and go draw Daffy Duck or draw Bugs Bunny and they'd slide these pictures in front of us and we'd have to copy them so we'd spend ages drawing the Looney Tunes just to keep the kids off our back and it, it, it worked did you, did you ever get punched Craig in school? Punched? Um, no I not so I think that's because we draw we drew the Looney Tunes I reckon that's the reason why we we never got punched in school and you'll listen you'll hear in the interview but I actually talked about doing impressions in school to avoid bullying as well because the bullies they quite liked me for the impressions and the drawing side of things so didn't you mention as well that um, you used to collect Tazos yeah I used to collect them yeah. so explain what they are well, explain what a Tazo is well it was some kind of game thing on it but I just had a little cuts around them, didn't he? And I mean, you're supposed to like collect them or something. And I don't, know, I don't know how you 
did what you did with them. I just like I just like collecting them because of the pictures on them. Yeah, they were like these little circular caps, like little discs that kind of we we had something else called Pogs, and I don't know if there was a proper game or not, but they used to have the Looney Tunes on them. Do you remember them, Cal? Um, I remember them from the cereal. Is that the ones? No, they were they weren't from cereal. They were from like Walker's crisps or Lay's crisps in North America. Okay, no, I don't remember. You don't remember? How can you not remember? Right, okay, we're going to Google I remember that. the Togs, but I don't... I okay, well, they weren't called cereal. Togs, they were called Pogs, so it's, you don't even remember them <laughs> very well, do you? you, you well, they were more of a boy thing, weren't they? You said Togs when we were talking earlier, and I let it slide because I thought it was a typo, but obviously not. <laughs> anyway, Tazos... Well, obviously, yeah. I didn't have them. But, like, <laughs> uh, the, the point is that, like... Obviously not with Kelly, but for most of us, like the Looney Tunes were a really big part of our childhood, and like there was toys and all kinds. Of, of course, Space Jam came out, and that was that came out in like '97, and that was a, an amazing movie as well. I remember going to the the movies to see that film, and I just loved it. And I loved playing basketball as well because it was one sport that I was okay at because I was tall, so people used to actually pass me the ball. <laughs> Whereas like with soccer and stuff, I never got a look in, and that was fine because I hated sports anyway. But um. Yeah, so just getting to talk to, to Jeff about all this stuff was just it was just incredible. I mean, even just think, think about it. He's actually in a film coming out with LeBron James, like one of the most famous basketballers of all time. Um, it's out in the cinemas now. There's Don Cheadle in the film. He voices Bugs Bunny, like everyone in the world knows. Yeah, like this new Bugs this new is. Space Jam film is coming out. It's a new, a new legacy. It's called, and like Kelly just said, like. LeBron James, man. I mean, just oh, just phenomenal. I can't wait to see it as well because my kids, of course, now are like at that age and they love the first Space Jam movie. They watch it on DVD. They can't wait to see this new one. And have you seen any of the trailers for, for it, Craig? Yes. Saw one trailer earlier, yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, it looks all right. I thought it was animated, but it's fucking CG as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's, it's both. So, like, and that's... We talked to Jeff a little bit about it, but... It's essentially 2D animation, like the first Space Jam movie, but then at some point in the film, the Looney Tunes become like 3D, so it's like CGI. And uh, yeah. I, I, I just love it. I love it. Some of the fans aren't too keen on the CGI look of the Looney Tunes, but I think it's nice because you get a balance of both. So, But also something I did notice as well is that like, even the likes of Fred Flintstone is in this movie, Like any basically anything that comes under the Warner Brothers category is in this film. There's even like a Game of Thrones like world in the film and some of the characters from that I think are in this film. And then there's some of the DC comic book characters are in this film. Like I know you're a huge Superman fan, Craig. Do you know if he's in this film at all? No. Well, I did... You Just watching the trailer for the first time, I literally straight away I did spot some characters in the background. Who did you see? Uh, the Mask. The mask is in it, yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey's the mask. I don't think it's Jim Carrey in the film, but the mask is in it. And, no. Um, yeah. I think I saw the penguin. I no, I think it was a, it looked a bit fat and he had like a purple hat on him. Yeah. Uh, the camp uh, Batman, uh, Adam West <laughs> show. Oh, I didn't see that one. I did. I, I never noticed. That, that's funny though. <laughs> the camp Batman, excellent. Um, yeah, so, uh, like, are you going to watch the film now just to see if Superman's in it? <laughs> no. I don't think I never reckon he will be. <laughs> well, you never know. He might be. I mean, like, a lot of them are in it, too. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, 
without further ado, we are going to go through to the interview now because like we've kept people waiting long enough and I just want people to listen to this. So we're going to go through to it now. We're also going to say goodbye to Craig. And after this interview, Mike is going to be joining us. So Craig, do you want to give some final words to our listeners? It's the 150th episode. They're waiting for you to say something profound. Go for it. Yeah, nice start. <laughs> Again, there you go. That's, that's the whole thing. You got nothing to say, mate. It's the hundred and fiftieth episode. Uh, hope everyone who likes the podcast enjoys it. You know, get some drinks down or you're listening it to it. Um yeah. look forward to the next one. God. Well that was a lie. <laughs> <You're> look- <laughs> okay, right, not good <laughs> enough. Uh, can you do an um, can you do an impression of Porky Pig and then we'll call it a day? Just do an impression what? of but uh, do an impression of a Looney Tune and we'll let you go. I can't. You can't, mate. Right, come on. You have got Bugs Bunny. You can say what's up, Doc. You can do that's all, folks. It's Porky Pig. You can do you're despicable as Daffy Duck. You can do Sucker and Sucker Tash as Sylvester. You can do I taught I taught a putty tat as Tweety. Come on, mate. You don't need any more. Just do an impression. What? Oh, fine, I'll just fucking say this. That's all, folks. There, go Was that Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> all right, okay, here's the interview now with uh, the wonderful Jeff Bergman. It's Gio from Italy. I just wanted to send you and your podcast team my biggest congratulations for hitting 150 episodes of your podcast. Keep being great. Love you. Joining us on today's show is a voiceover legend in TV and movie entertainment who's voiced some of the most famous cartoon characters in history, including the iconic Bugs Bunny. Of course, I'm talking about the amazing Jeff Bergman. Jeff, how's it going? Very well. Thanks for having me, Gavin. <laughs> this is such a huge deal for me that you've agreed to come on and talk to us. Um, you know, we've had loads of guests on in the past, but it means such a big deal to me because I am a huge Looney Tunes fan. And I've been ever since I was a small kid. Um, and I've got two kids of my own now, and they love the Looney Tunes as well. And it's just, it's such a big deal. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, we're all together in this. We're all big fans of this uh, tremendous, iconic franchise. It's been around for more than 80 years now. Exactly. And of course, you were, you, you've been on both sides of this as well. Like, you were a fan and then got to live your dream and become the voice of some of the, some of the characters, which is incredible. Well, I never really imagined that that kind of a thing would ever happen. I mean, I like Bugs Bunny cartoons like anybody else as a kid or Hanna-Barbera, big fan of those cartoons. And so it just sort of, uh, you know, one thing led to another and uh, opportunity, uh, it just happened, you know. So I, I always say to anybody, anything can happen, you know. Of course, yeah. So I've, I've heard the story of how you met Mel Blanc. Um, a few different times, but can you just tell us, and I'm sure you get tired of telling this story, but it's such an amazing story. Can you just tell us of the story of how you met Mel? Absolutely, Gavin. Yes. Well, I was uh, in my junior year at University of Pittsburgh, which is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I just was doing what I typically do on any day, which was walk around the campus aimlessly, just thinking about nothing with my Walkman headphones on. And I just happened to notice that there was uh, a, an appearance performance lecture 
happening and it was Mel Blanc and I went, wow, Mel Blanc, Voice of Bugs Bunny, maybe I'll check that out. So I just happened to see it. Who knows if I had not seen that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been uh, a different story. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool. I mean, he came with some cartoons and he showed the cartoons on like an old timey projector. So we got to see really great cartoons and then he took questions uh, from the audience and they had a lovely reception for him afterwards. He signed autographs. And so I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I found out that he was staying at a hotel on the campus often where parents would stay that were visiting children or, you know, celebrity guests that were in town. They would stay at this at this uh, local hotel on campus. I found out what room he was staying in and I knocked on his door and I heard this voice that said, oh, just a jiffy. <laughs> and immediately I knew that that was him. <laughs> and so, I mean, just imagine like this happening today. He, it's like 1030 at night. He opens the door. He's in a bathrobe. And I said to him, Mr. Blank, I said, I, I'm such a, a huge fan of yours. And I know people say that to you all the time, but I saw your performance at the University of Pittsburgh. And I, I just would love it if I could just talk with you for like maybe just a few minutes if you had any time and he said to me are you Jewish or Italian and I said I'm <laughs> Jewish and he said all right come on in so <laughs> whatever that meant um so we sat down on those two little rinky dinky beds that they have in hotels and he sat on one bed and I sat on the other and we spent about 45 minutes to an hour together and he just asked me what I was doing in college, what I was studying. And then I even did a couple of voices for him. Not any of the, the Looney Tunes because I didn't do any of that. I never thought about <laughs> doing those voices. I just was doing impersonations of, you know, of celebrities. And so we had such a great chat. And then it all ended when he said to me, well, I'll tell you what, you're you're talented. Look me up if you ever get out to Los Angeles. And so that was how it all ended. You know, and then eight years later, he passed away e eerily enough on my birthday. Wow. And then just a few weeks after that, they were casting for Tiny Toons, Steven Spielberg's Tiny Toon Adventures. And that was really the beginning of my career. That's amazing. Wow. What an experience to, to have that with him. So I've read that you you recorded yourself um, doing the Bugs Bunny voice and you f switched it between yourself and Mel Blanks. And the production couldn't tell whose voice was who. Is that true? Well, I did make a tape. I took cartoons like What's Opera Doc, a couple of few of the most famous cartoons with Bugs and, and Daffy. And I think I did Foghorn in there, too. And so on one of the audio channels was the original track. And on the other one, you could record something on. So on my track, I didn't have any you know music or effects. So I didn't have that sort of lush accompaniment. But on... On, on the my track, I just did the voices as close as, as I could get to it, uh, and uh, they they seemed to really, you know, like it, and and so that led to you know a meeting and and then auditions, and then you had to audition with with a big casting call around the world. So it, it was uh, it was a process, you know, it didn't just happen. Yeah. So was that was that daunting for you to do because they are some pretty big shoes to fill. And, and like, you know, obviously taking over from him as like Bugs Bunny and some of the other characters as well, like you want to get it right. 
and obviously you did because you're incredible but was that like daunting for you at first to get, were you like nervous about doing that well first let's change the word was to is it's still <laughs> it still is because <laughs> he really if you want to say he was the impresario of the voice he's the mount rushmore of i mean who was before him there was no one no no he one was the first voice actor that ever got credit for doing vocal performance. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, yeah, so it was unbelievable. So, I mean, he's the godfather for all of us. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Mel Blanc because there were years he was at Warner Brothers and wasn't acknowledged in a credit for, for his work. And then finally he negotiated that for himself, very smart, and that opened the pathway for other opportunities for him and then eventually for other actors. So, I mean, I just, but yes, they were enormous shoes to fill. And, you know, it's an art form that they started. So when you think about the fact that Mel Blanc would be in the studio and then there was Frizz Freeling or Chuck Jones directing him vocally. And then you had Carl Stalling, the orchestra that was right there in the session. So there was such a, a synergy when they made this oh. this cartoon that, I mean, I just don't know that, you know, anything can ever uh, compete with that. So, you know, yeah, it was very daunting. But I got to work with Chuck Jones in one of my first jobs. Well, that's incredible. What a great start. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was I mean, he came with a stack. I kid you not. It must have been this thick of of storyboards of of Bugs and Daffy, and it was only a three-minute cartoon. And he directed me, and we <laughs> went through every storyboard. That's how deliberate. I mean, he created Daffy Duck, so I mean, and that was very nerve-wracking to be able to to you know to show up there as a 29-year-old and to work with with him. So yeah, it was uh, it was very daunting. I mean, you you get comfortable in it, but you know I have to think about. Well, what is your memory as a childhood, as a child of those characters? You're really honoring everybody's memory in their childhood. Yeah. So that's a lot of pressure. Well, and, and as a fan, like I, like, first of all, you, Billy West, Eric Bowers, like everyone that's ever done the voice of Bugs Bunny, you, you've all done it so good that as a child, I never knew the difference. I mean, I know, I know Eric's new at doing it now, but I never knew the difference. So like I'd watch all the old stuff that Mel had done and I'd watch Tiny Toons and stuff that you've done. I didn't know it was so many different. I had no idea. Well, you know, it's almost like, I almost kind of say it's like it's, it's the role of James Bond. You know, Sean Connery originated the role. So we have all those performances, all those films to refer to. But, you know, Roger Moore did put his own spin on it. Pierce Brosnan put his own spin on it. And, of course, Daniel Craig is doing amazing at it. So, you know, what's nice is everybody has their own little things that, that, that they put to it. But it's still the essence. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, still, he's still James Bond, you know, he's still Bugs Bunny, so um, he's still a waspily wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, do you have to get into a certain headspace to do the voices? Is there, like, is there, a, you know, a, a mindset you need to get in when you're doing the characters? Absolutely. I mean, completely. I mean, really, I would have to say, I mean, it sounds kind of, maybe it's corny, I don't know, but... When I met Mel, I just kind of like I take that with me. It was like meeting like the Jedi Master, and 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 so, <laughs> so I hope a little bit of that force is with me. But 
you know, vocally, you have to prep and you have to make sure you're, 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 the script, whatever it is that you're reading, you know your material, and vocally you have to be rested. I mean, all that really helps tremendously. Um, and then, you know, you just have to have a lot of fun with it. That That's really important. Did you kind of have to do the catchphrase to, to get into, say, just say what's up, Doc, to get into the Bugs Bunny voice? or It's you, Doc. I'm a rabbit, all right. Would you like to shoot me now or wait till I get home? <laughs> shoot him now! Shoot him now! Shoot him now! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, it's kind of hard for me not to, because it's, it's. I mean, I think about it constantly. It's like it's like I have brown eyes, so it's. It, I've never known anything different, so it, it's always with me. Uh, I don't seem to have a choice. Um, well, my next question was actually: Is it difficult to go from one character to the next? And it, clearly not, because you just did Daffy and Bugs this like side by side, and it was as if they were in the room. You know, I think it, it presents a lot of challenges when you're doing a script, because when you're doing a script, you've got, you know, Bugs, Daffy, Daffy, Bugs, Bugs, Daffy, Daffy, Bugs, Elmer, Daffy, Bugs, Bugs, Daffy. And so it's a lot of back and forth. So when we record, we typically, most of the actors really prefer to do, you know, one character at a time because they're in a different vocal placement, different headspace, too. So it's nice to kind of record, you know, them separately, you know, so... Uh, because it is hard to switch. It is hard. Yeah, I'd imagine, especially depending on what characters you're doing. Like if, if one one is up, up here and one is down below, that would be a tough one to kind of move up and down to. Exactly. Like Foghorn Leghorn is such a different voice. I say, good idea. And I say, nice boy, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. Ooh, nice girl, but she reminds me of the highway <laughs> between Dallas and Fort Worth. No curve. It's such a different voice, you know. And Tweety is, you know, is oh, I thought I tore a putty tag. I did, I did tore a putty tag. Ooh, that's a big old putty tag. <laughs> that, that again, that's, that's so my favorite. Bad. So bad. <laughs> well, girls always love Tweety. That's really. <laughs> I do. I love it. It's just a cute character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's Tweety. He's very. You lovely. see what, what yeah. I like about what I like about Bugs is that like most cartoon characters, are always like the bad stuff always happens to them. Whereas he's all he always nearly always comes out on top. So he is he is a hero essentially. So he's a bit of an idol of mine actually for that reason. Like you can aspire to Bugs Bunny a lot. Yeah, he's. I I often say Bugs Bunny is the superhero without you know your standard Marvel. Uh, you know, it's sort of superpowers, but he's got them because he's smart, he's witty, you know, and he always comes out ahead somehow. He, and and he feigns, you know, um, he pretends that you know he's he's in trouble or he's upset, but you know that's that's part of his charm. So I mean, yeah, we just love him. I mean, I think it was Chuck Jones that said that Bugs Bunny is who we all aspire to be, but Daffy Duck is what we're stuck with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Both brilliant characters speaking of um which character is your favorite to do and which is the most challenging well i'd have to say the rabbit is probably my most favorite doc (laughs) 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 um yeah i think bugs bunny without a doubt is my most favorite um probably the hardest would be yosemite sam because it's such a grisly voice yeah ooh, that rabbit I'll get you, rabbit. 
you corn sour engine varmint. <laughs> yeah, I've got to imagine after a while that would hurt your voice, wouldn't it, if you're doing it for a long time? Say, you'd be right, varmint. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that was sort of Fantastic. Well, I used to, years ago, I used to, and still actually to this day, we do little skits every now and then, but I used to do, I used to make up my own characters and one of them was this old, this little tiny, kind of looked a little bit like Yosemite Sam actually, this little bald guy and I based him on the next door neighbour I used to have back in England and I gave him a voice that was like this, kind of a little bit like Popeye but with my accents and doing yeah. that for so long, it hurts your voice after a while, but... Now that like you know, I've obviously gone through puberty and stuff like that. It's actually a little <laughs> bit. E- it's actually a little bit easier to do now. But I, I was doing that at the age of fifteen. I'm I'm thirty seven on Sunday, so. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's true, Gavin, because your voice does it does lower. It settles into a place, and yeah. and because when you're in your twenties, I mean, my voice certainly hadn't fully developed yet. It took really into my forties to get where it was, you know, more more the way that it is now. Yeah. So yeah, I think it does kind of get easier for you you know when when you but yeah when you're doing a grizzly voice like that like sometimes you kind of like oh do i have to do that like for 25 lines or two hours yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah i don't know well, that would be that. tough so back 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 when you were like in in college and school and stuff like that did, i i imagine you were doing impressions then did that kind of help you to not be picked on by kids because I know for me personally it stopped me from being bullied because the bullies loved me because they they'd look at me and they go do your Donald Duck and I go and I'd start doing that and then they'd just be like oh he's so cool he does Donald Duck now do this one and he they give me all his impressions to do and it avoided me being beat up <laughs> so I just wondered I, I, if it was the same for you it's actually the exact same thing because if you were funny you could do a magic trick you know people would say because like no one ever called you by your first name in high school it was Bergman Bergman <laughs> yeah <laughs> And come here, make us laugh. So, and yeah, if you don't want to get beat up or you get your face smashed in, you know, you just, you made somebody laugh. You did anything. <laughs> I mean, I did magic, I did magic tricks. Uh, so whatever would keep me, would keep me out of trouble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't into sports or anything like that. And I didn't, I, I couldn't fight anyone. So all they had was the comedy and the impressions and stuff. So that's what I went with. <laughs> yes. God. So I kind of have you to thank for that, actually, because you inspired me in that way. So thanks for, for me. Thank you for me not getting my head flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep Fantastic. doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> so, so from one extreme to the other, so you've all your high-pitched kind of voices, you've also um, voiced Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood, which are some of the most iconic um, voices in Hollywood. That must have been like really fun to do from one extreme to the other. Well, let's say now, you know, I was in the movie Shawshank Redemption, and yes, indeedy, now I'm going to pick up Miss Daisy and drive her to Shawshank and give her some Shawshank, and she's going to remember, that's for sure. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's a whole different thing. That You know, doing doing those type of voices, celebrity voices, that's, I mean, one of my new favorite voices to do is uh, is Seth Rogen. I just, I just love doing Seth. Uh, I definitely, I'm very baked today. I smoked a lot of weed, and in fact, I have never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that last bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My, I would I say my, my favorite impression that you do of, of a real person has got to be Trump, because I've been watching that, you know, our cartoon president for, for Showtime, uh, just since I've been doing research on you, and so funny my favorite one was the uh, election night rises just oh my god so and sounds just like him 
Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, Gavin, everybody knows who their favorite president is and who the real president is. And it'll come out. You'll see. I invented the vaccines. They don't want to tell you that. They don't want to talk about it. But I created the vaccine. <laughs> it's all me. I get all the credit. <laughs> Do you know, like, our, our <laughs> listeners aren't going to see this side of it, but I'm obviously, I can see your webcam, and it's the bottom lip. is You look like Trump when you do that. Like, you're pulling the same face. I guess that's part of it, though, isn't it? If you're going to do it, it's got to make it sound like him. You have to kind of make yourself look like him a little bit. Yes, yes. I kind of envision myself sort of white, orange hair, and bloated. So <laughs> it kind of gets, it helps to get me there, yeah. With, with, I was all clogged up. So yeah, whatever whatever it does to get you, but that was one of my most favorite roles. Oh, like uh, I I uh, I spat my oh. drink everywhere when I was watching it, 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 especially the bit where Biden throws it. I think it's a can of tuna, and he throws it. And he goes, "Shut up, man!" And he, <laughs> he throws it at him. It's just honestly, I, I it, water went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was a great idea to use uh, to use the Batman with the Biden signal. I thought that was so yeah. genius. The writers were so smart what they did with that show and that was one of that was really one of my favorite the election night rises special that was my favorite i love the christmas special we did and you know this series was so much fun because we were going through so much chaos yes we needed it that we yeah we did we needed it we needed i need it was cathartic i needed to laugh and it was through all those recording sessions that we were we were able to do it we were able to just be hysterical laughing i mean we literally had a recording session the day the Capitol riot happened on January. Oh 6th. wow! Yeah. So like we we were late. Like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like everybody's texting. Like there's a raid. Something's happened. They're, they're raiding on the Capitol, and the writers kind of suspected that something was going to happen. So they wrote it in a way that it, it would incorporate that, but that we had no idea it would be what it was. Well, that's I it. Mean, and like just watching the show as well is like. It's it's over the top, obviously, but it's not really over the top. Like it's it's crazy, but like you know that bit where he's 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 being taken away by Bloom, and then the Bloom burst, and he falls into the pond outside the White House, and he's like, "I'm still president." Like that's the mindset that man was in. So it's actually not really that far from the truth. No, it's not. <laughs> exactly, it's really not. I often thought that I like it was hard for me to distinguish our show from what was happening. <laughs> In real life, it's like, wait a minute, are you guys peeking in the window? <laughs> <laughs> so wow. funny. So, you've also appeared in Family Guy, and I was surprised again how many voices you actually do. So, from Homer Simpson to John Goodman, what was that like being on that show? Oh, Family Guy was so much fun. I mean, I did. I think probably the character I did the most was Fred Flintstone, which is I do Fred Flintstone for for Warner Brothers. Um, and but somehow Seth MacFarlane just loved to just have Fred, um, you know, Fred on Family Guy. So there, then there was the crossover episode. I don't know if you saw that where Fred is the judge and Pe- both Peter and Homer are one is want to sue each other and they go to court. Oh, I didn't so see that. I've got to watch oh, that. It's a great episode. It's the it's yeah, it's the Simpsons meet Family Guy crossover episode and Fred Flintstone is the judge. <laughs> wow. And uh, <laughs> Peter are going at it. It's great. Really fun. Fred yeah. would love to be in control being the judge, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, and it's you know typical Fred, you know. I mean I, I love Fred. <laughs> That's one of my other favorite voices to do. E- 
Fred Flintstone and my pal Barney Rubble. Oh, gee, uh, you said it, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you did Barney for a long time before you did Fred, didn't you? I did. You're right. I did Barney for the uh, the Fruity Cocoa Pebble cereal for many years. Yeah. That's so good. You know, you can't get that in Canada, and I have to I have to order it. All friends from the U.S. have to send it to me. And my wife's really? like, why are you eating this stuff? You're 37. And I'm like, I know, but it's just, it tastes so good. <laughs> Especially the ones with marshmallows in them. Oh, man, it's so good. Well, I mean, as a kid, I remember watching the commercials as a kid. And, like, I couldn't get it in my mind. Wait a second. You mean to tell me that Fred Flintstone I watch in a cartoon is now he's talking about cereal that I like and I eat? How did he get in that world? Like, exactly. that was what was going through my, yeah. It was like, oh, my God. And then there's a prize in the box? What? <laughs> and so, so talking of Hanna Barber uh, cartoons, you, I know you do Yogi Bear as well, and as a boo boo as well. Hey, hey, boo boo. I'm Yogi Bear. I'm smarter than the average bear. <laughs> hey, boo boo, there's Mr. Ranger. Oh, Yogi, if I were you, <laughs> I wouldn't touch that picnic basket. You'll get in a lot of trouble with the Ranger. Yogi, if I were you, I wouldn't touch that picnic basket, Yogi Bear. You're in trouble already with all the park rangers. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yogi Bear was one of my favorites as a kid. I used to love watching that. Well, you know, I just, it's funny. I've just finished up doing a series called Jellystone, which features not only Yogi Bear, but Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Boo Boo, Captain Caveman, um, Wally Gator, so many of the Hanna-Barbera characters, and it's called Jellystone, and it's going to be out, uh, I believe it's going to premiere like in the summer after Comic-Con. Excellent. So, you know, I love that they're doing that, that they're, they're starting to do shows with multiple Hanna-Barbera characters in. They did it with the Scooby-Doo movie that they made. They put some of the, yep. you know, I think Captain Caveman was one of them. They did, they put some extra characters in the Scooby-Doo. I love it because there's so many of them. It's kind of like the Looney Tunes. You have to, you have to include multiple characters. Because the fans love them all. So, you know, we want them all. So I, I love it. I love that they're doing that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of a surprise when you when you don't expect this. Wait a minute. Like the Flintstones or with the Jetsons or whoa, whoa there's Johnny Bravo uh, or whoa, there's Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> so it's cool when they converge, when the multiple universes yeah, converge. Exactly. I love that. So also, I, I read that you you were part of the video game Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And I know that you wore a motion capture, capture suit because I've seen a picture on your Instagram. Like, what was that experience like? And was it the first time you'd ever worn one of those suits? Because they're relatively new, I, I think. Oh, my God. I don't want to tell you what. <laughs> I, that, was my, that was not my finest hour on camera. Let's put it that way. Those things are so uncomfortable. It's like wearing a diver suit, but, like, you feel less exposed. You feel more exposed <laughs> because it's thin. Yeah. It's, it's like skin tight. Part. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. I just said, can I get like one designed for me? You know, because <laughs> it was it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> that way. But it's a good way to get you to to put because it's another side of performance, isn't it? You know, and I know that I'm sure that when you're in the booth and you're doing your voices, you're very animated anyway. That's from footage I've seen of other um, voiceover artists. But you know, this is actually your movements are going into the game. Yes. Yeah, you're right, Gavin. Yeah, it was really cool because when I saw it back, you know, when you watch the game and I'm thinking, oh, my, wow, that's me. I walked into that room. I sat down. I did that gesture. 
And so, and it takes a while to do that. We were there all day for that shoot. So wow. it, it was a lot. Yeah, it will it, be. It a, was a lot just for that one scene. Yeah, and it's an incredible game as well. Yeah, I mean, like people the, love the, it. The, those games are just amazing games, like so realistic and you can't yeah, get lost I'm, in it. I never thought people would like really know about that all that much, and they, but people have reached out to me and said, "Oh my gosh, I love that game! I love what you did." And you know, you don't think about it. I mean, that that you you do something and like, wow, it could actually be like a big thing. In that sense, I mean, Call of Duty. You, I mean, I kind of thought, well, it's probably going to be good, but you never know. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the pretty big franchise franchise though, and they've yet, I, in my opinion, they've yet to put out a bad game. Yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the attention to detail is so cool. And when I saw it, it was like, whoa, it just keeps looking more realistic, you know? Yes. Every time they come out with it, it, it just looks more interesting and there's more depth to it, to the characters. And wow, it's, and it was weird because I was working with all the other actors at that table, at that conference table. So to see, you know, them in their characters, it was it was cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you mentioned there that you were with the other actors. I, I know that for, and I know you're not allowed to say much about it at all, and, and we're not after spoilers whatsoever, but the new Space Jam movie that's coming up, uh, I know that you did your recording remotely for that. Like, was that was that difficult to do, to not kind of be with everyone else? And you'd, I imagine Zoom was something that you used a lot and Skype and things like that. It was. <clears throat> it was an incredible experience because as voice actors we're accustomed to being in a recording studio either and or with other actors but even if we don't work with other actors i mean tom hanks and tim allen had met each other in toy story they did their parts separately i never knew that wow yep they hadn't met until one of the premieres so it's crazy never... yeah that is so i thought you play off each other yeah yeah but Typically, you know, we go to a recording studio, you shake hands with the director, you meet the writers, sometimes the animators are there. So, you know, we, we have that physical contact and then we see each other across the glass, you know. So there is that. But with Zoom, I mean, we were all on Zoom calls. And I, in the beginning, it was a little strange. But then all of a sudden, I don't know, we all sort of connected and you get to eyeball someone so they're not really on their phone or their iPad or their laptop. You know, you kind of have to look at each other because it's this little space. And so it is, in a way, a little bit more intimate. And you see everybody. And, and um, you know, but obviously for the actors, we had to be almost our own engineers. And that's not what we trained for. We didn't go to school for that. So, I mean, that certainly was, was, was difficult. And then, you know, once we all were figuring it out, uh, then we did have, you know, uh, recording engineers help out. And thank God, because I just don't know. I, I don't know if I would have been able to do it like that. It was so much material. Yeah. I'm just I, like, as a fan, because I love Space Jam, the first Space Jam, and my kids do as well. And this is the first big, like, Looney Tunes thing that's coming up movie-wise since then. Um, and my kids, you know, they're only young. My son's four, my daughter's six. And they love the Looney They love, They watch it almost every day. They love it. And they, they can't wait for this new one. They've seen the trailer. Um, and the question I have for you is, is, is about like, cause I know that, I know you can't say much, but just based on the trailer alone, I know that they go from 2d to 3d. I personally love that. I know that some fans are kind of have mixed feelings on that, but I think it looks incredible. Actually the, the background on my phone is, uh, I have to show you, hold on, is, is a close up of, of bugs. It's the, uh, I love it. 
It looks incredible. Can you see that? I move it back slightly. Move it back. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yep. It's kind of where he's well, like looking on. up at the at the sky. I love it. You can see his fear, man. It, that looks incredible. Well, you know what's great? What you're bringing out a very interesting point. Some people are traditional 2D animation people, and they're going to have that in the film. So, yes. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. And then for people that are, you know, want to step outside the boundary a little bit, there's the 3D as well. So I, I think there's there's going to be for both people. But I saw the trailer the, the same as everyone else. I was completely... Oh, wow. Stunned! I, it was epic. It was so cool. And then it's like, I'm such a nut, okay? This is what I did. I started getting on YouTube and watching other people watch the trailer. The reactions, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and like people going like, no, no, no. oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my, whoa, fire, epic fire. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I did the same as well. There's this one guy that he's got a YouTube, I don't know his name because I don't watch his channel, but he's, he's big on YouTube. And he was watching what you know, watching the trailer, and he was get, he was jumping out of his seat. And he's going, "Oh, Fred Flintstone! Oh my God!" And he's just jumping yeah. out of his seat, King Kong, and he just he couldn't yeah. he couldn't believe just how much stuff is in there. And I love it. I love that all those characters are coming in as well as cameos, and so fun. It's going to be amazing. People, people are going to love it. That's all I can tell you. People are going to love the film because there's so many surprises. There's so much stuff in there. And there's something for different generations. That that that's what I can say. Excellent. Yeah. I, I can't wait. We're yeah. kind of a little bit worried at the moment because we're still in as kind of a lockdown in Nova Scotia, and the movie theaters have closed again for like a whole year. We managed to keep them open because we were good with the numbers, and now the numbers have gone up. They're coming down again now, but the movie theaters closed. So I'm like, oh, please open up in time for Space Jam, which I think yeah. is out July 16th. I think. Right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think they probably will to some extent. You know, I mean, look, I mean, they're, we're able to fly now on airplanes. Yeah. So it hopefully, you know, the theaters have already probably to some extent figured out how to create better filtration filter systems, you know, for the airflow so that it's safer and, you know, maybe some element of social distancing. But I think so. I mean, we start, we're really opening up officially, fully in the state of California, June 15th. So. Okay. So it's encouraging. So hopefully you guys will, will get there too, you know. I hope so. I mean, I know that it's, it is going to be on HBO Max, so I'll, 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 I'll see it, but I just want to see it on the big screen. I've seen Space Jam, the first one on the big screen. I want to see mm -hmm. that. And I want to see my kids' faces as well. Got it. There's nothing better than seeing your kids smiling. Oh, you know what? I mean, it's so important what you're saying because I'm. this is going to sound crazy. It dates me, but you know what? I remember my parents taking me to see the movie Oliver, now, this was this was the one that was in 1967, 68. Yeah. And it made such an impression on me. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, my my parents said they took me to see The Sound of Music and 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 Mary Poppins. I don't remember that because I was like maybe five or something. So I'm really little. Yeah. But but they said, yeah, we took you to see it. And you loved it. And and then they Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That was another one. I mean, I just I went crazy seeing that kind of thing. You're. You're, you're, I took my sons to see Toy Story, the first one, and they were like, with the popcorn. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. I it's remember a different I experience, isn't it, seeing on the big screen? It is totally just, different. Just so much better. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, anything like Star Wars or any of the Marvel films or the DC films, you, you want to experience that uh, on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, totally. it's amazing. Yeah, I remember we took my brother, he's five years younger than me. We took him for the first time when he was like five to the movies. I don't remember what it was to see. And he didn't know what it, what, what was going to happen. He just knew he was going to see a, a movie. And he says, so is somebody going to wheel the TV out? He thought it was going to come out on a little stand <laughs> and we were just going to all sit there watching this little TV. And we're like, no, you see that big wall over there? It's going to be on that wall. Oh, oh my God. It's just the innocence of a child. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> so Aww. I'm going to let you go shortly, Jeff. But a, a quick question I've got is, have you got any like advice for anybody that's in that wants to become a voiceover artist but hasn't pursued it yet? Well, I mean... Really, uh, there's always room for more voice artists. No matter what anyone says to you, don't let anybody discourage you. Your Shangri-La, your rainbow is where your passion is. And whatever it is that you love and your passion is, you focus on that and you manifest the opportunities. I mean, it sounds airy-fairy, but it's really the truth. You really have to love something because you can sustain you know, some of the ups and downs in, in a career. And I always say, if you're trying to get started, make a tape, Yeah. you know, and, and, and it's so easy. I mean, you know, you just take your phone and start recording yourself and listening, listening. The art of listening is, is I think, is underrated. And, you know, watch the shows that you love. Watch, watch the, like, you know, voice actors and look, look at their performances. I mean, I certainly am inspired by so many people. So... I mean, I refer to that. It's it's your library. That's your reference material. Definitely, and that is some yep. good. That's some good advice. Um, final question I got is: is can, can we be cheeky and ask for a jingle from Bugs Bunny? <clears throat> let's see what. Uh, let's see what. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> hello, hello, Mages Mess Hall. Everybody's gotta watch Mages Mess Hall. It's a lot of fun, very cheeky, and it'll make you feel better 24-7. Mages Mess Hall. ra da 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 what's up, Doc? <laughs> that was the best what jingle we've ever had off anyone. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Norm- normally we just get a uh, yeah this is a such and such and listen to Major's Mess Hall and, which is great and that's all I was expecting so that was incredible <laughs> honestly well, I've got to say Jeff this has been the most fun interview we've had it, it definitely oh, it's been wonderful so I mean, um, and like it's my I, I turned 37 on Sunday and this has been such a treat such a birthday treat for me Happy birthday. Thank you very much. And I've got to show you this as well. My, Kelly's laughing because I told her I was going to show you this. My grandmother, who passed away a few years ago, she bought this for me when I was, uh, I must have been about five years old. Wow. So it's, it's really old and I've kept it. I've lived in the States, I've lived in Canada, and it comes everywhere with me. It's, it's, it's falling apart. The stitching's coming out in the back. But I take it everywhere with me. It's such a comfort. And I've given all my, most of my toys to me kids. I'm keeping this one. You keep you got one for yourself. Oh my, that's really, you know it actually looks really good. Still. It's kept, it, yeah. I mean his teeth are his teeth are a little faded now, and I've had to fill his eyes in with marker, permanent marker a little bit. But he's oh my he's good. God. Do you know the best thing about it is though, if I hold it close to me and I, I I breathe in, I can still smell home. It still smells like the UK. Oh, so my it's really God. it is really special. <laughs> Well, it's like a seashell, you know. If you hold yeah. the seashell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. So, see, I hold, I hold so. this one up, and I can hear Donald Trump a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Gavin, it was so nice. This is great. Kelly, Gavin, such a pleasure. Thank um, you very much, and congratulations on Space Jam 2. We cannot wait to see that film. Thank you. Yeah, thank everyone you so. should go and see it, for sure. Thank you. And you, thank you, so you look after yourself and have a fantastic weekend. Thank you. You too. You too. Thanks so Thanks, much. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. Yeah, this is Paul Blaine. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations. Congrats to Majors Messel on 150. I want to give a special shout-out to my boys Gavin, Craig, and all the gang who are working so hard, doing all the hard work and dedication and commitment behind the scenes, bringing you, the fans, the podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me a part of the podcast. God bless you all. Stay safe. Thank you. Major's Mess Hall. Congratulations, everybody. 150 episodes. Holy sheep shit. That's fucking awesome. Looking forward to 150 more, guys. Okay, so that was our interview there with Jeff Bergman. What a lovely guy he was. He's, I don't think I've had an interview where I've laughed so much. I know. You, you said as, that. As he the, made me. You said that at the end as well. And like, and that was nice as well because, you know, it's it's always... I always feel awkward if we bring a guest on where like I'm more enthusiastic than the person who's also interviewing the person with me. But you were like, you loved that interview. Like, you, you just loved it. <laughs> where, like, I, I lack in Looney Tune lot knowledge i am um, i love accents and impressions so he, he hooked me in with all that yeah so um <laughs> well as well you know having like we had carlos alasraki on and i remember when we we had him on he obviously voices a lot of characters and one of them's rocco from rocco's modern life and i was like a bit nervous because i was like i want to talk to him but i really want him to do some of his impressions as well or some of his voices <laughs> as well because of course they're not impressions they're voices and um, yeah I really and he did, and that was great. And I felt the same about Jeff. I was like, I really hope that he does some of his voices. Like, I just, I don't know if he will. Maybe he'll do one or two. He did them all, and he, he did, did, and like that jingle at the end there as Bugs Bunny, bloody singing about Major's mess hall. That is just, that's. I want that as the new theme song. That is amazing. You almost have to pinch yourself. Like we're actually talking to Bugs Bunny. I know. <laughs> so weird. And so, and we had the webcam on as well, so I, I could see him and he could see me, and you know, it, it was just. Uh, it's just great honestly I just that was just and what a way to to do 150 like what a way to wrap it up with that you know we're going to take a couple of months off after this episode but like that was just that was just great anyway just go on. just you mentioned in the webcam um, even like when he did like Seth Rogen his his mouth went like Seth's yeah he, he just he does he does the um, voice impression but also his mannerisms yeah. he matches he them as well he turns into them like the Donald Trump like, <laughs> like you heard me say in the interview there like he, he actually like he looks like Donald Trump like when he's doing the voice so mad which he I think does. sounds like a, I insulted him a little bit there but he did laugh like I mean, <laughs> he does look he, his mouth he does the mouth and everything it's just I guess you have I suppose to suppose you have to do that to, yeah. yeah to get into the character but it was just when he said oh, well, I like doing Seth his mouth, I was like, my God, yeah. he's starting to look like him as well. It's crazy. But yeah, I love that interview. And like you said, great, great way to um, to take a great way to end it with taking a few months off. Yeah. Um, with celebrating the 150th with such an iconic character. And yeah, exactly. With a film coming out as well. Like, that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that film. It's got, of course, it's out on the 16th of, um, of this month. So go and see it. Yep. Um, okay, so um, we we do have a couple of features. We're going to do one feature now, and then Mike is going to Mike's going to be joining us very shortly. But we do have one feature, and this is um, this is we've played it before. We I think we called it Mastermind last time, and it's basically where 
we each pick a subject about the guest we've had on and then the other yeah. the other will ask that person questions about the subject that they've chosen so we have two questions each now my yeah. my subject is voiceover work so uh, anything to do with voiceover work because obviously that's what Jeff does that's my subject and Kelly's subject Kelly chose Warner Brothers as her subject so anything to do with Warner Brothers um I've come up with two questions for that. So, who's going to go first? I'm not bothered either, either or. All right, uh, you go first then. Okay. So, question number one. Um, in Disney's Jungle Book, who did the director originally want to um, voice the vultures? So, the accent is still influenced by them in the actual film, but who did the director want to do the original voice? Well, okay, so let's let's have a little think. So there's four vultures, isn't there? Yeah. And when that film came out, there was a really popular band out at the time that talked a little bit like us. So I'm going <laughs> to say it was probably the Beatles. It was. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that one. I mean, yeah. I know. I originally thought it was them. I, I, <laughs> that used to be a... Like, well, they a... look a bit like them as well. <laughs> Do they do? I thought I'd start. I did one easy and one tough one, so that was your easy one. Oh, okay, go on. So I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> the second one is Jerry Orbach is famous for his role as the dad in Dirty Dancing. Can you name the Disney character he voices? Oh, can I not have a clue about like where about <laughs> like because I don't even know who that guy is. I know, but if you know me. You'll know the cat. So there's th I've got three Disney characters that I love. All right. Okay. It's right. one of them three. Okay. Well, uh, we'll start with that. Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. I feel like Maui is one of them. From Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. I feel like okay. Maui's okay. one of them uh, from Moana. I've, for some reason, I feel like Sebastian the Crab's another one from um, <laughs> Little Mermaid. So I've put that one in there. And I don't know who the other one is. And I think that other one's the the voice this guy did. <laughs> what's the name what's his name Jerry what uh, Orbach Jerry Orbach no I can't I don't even I can't place him I can't okay. I, I'm going to have to say I don't know I'll give you the three characters and you can pick one alright go on okay so the first one you were right Sebastian the Crab brilliant the second one is Raymond from Princess and the Frog the little firefly okay, I yeah, love him yeah the, the third one sorry is Lumiere from Beauty and the I Beast. I can't believe Maui's not in there. I love The Rock, not necessarily Maui. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay, so that's through, okay. I'm Some all good accents, because you know I love my accents. Yes. I feel like I'd know if it was if it was Lumiere. I feel like I'd just know that it was a famous actor from, from then. Also, the um, Raymond... Um, he was mentioned actually by your niece in our last episode or the episode before when we did the kids quiz thing where the kids did voices she mentioned him so now I'm thinking it might be might be that one <laughs> but he also sounds husky he sounds like he's an older man and if he was in Dirty Dancing he's definitely old now because he played the dad in that so I'm going to say Raymond no nope. oh, <laughs> yes <laughs> and then it got ruined by Ewan McGregor I know, he, he did slaughter that, to be fair. That was terrible. <laughs> he Doesn't did. even sound French at all, does he? No, he's pure Scottish. <laughs> Sacre Blair invaders. <laughs> Is that right? You're being our guest. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Wonderful. Yeah, so you got one point. Okay, so one point. So now your two questions, and these about the war. These, this is about Warner Brothers in general. Okay. It's just such a wide subject, isn't it? I know, but I've gone quite basic. Well, okay, I know good. I've gone quite obvious with the que- with. Oh, anyway, I'm just going to ask the questions because you're probably you're either going to go, yeah, I know, because I've done my research, or you're going to go, oh my god, I would never know where to start with that. I've not done any research, so right, this you is prob- going to You probably badly. won't get either of these then, so I apologise, but I thought you might have done your research. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, name all four Warner Brothers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even name one. I should have known because I've done the Warner Brothers lot um, tour, but I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Tom, John, Sean and Todd. Didn't guess any of them. Uh, no, I wouldn't didn't know. Didn't get any of them right. Okay, well, it's Harry, Albert, Sam and Jack. Ugh. I know it means absolutely nothing to you, but there you go. Next question. No. You're probably not going to get this, but you might guess it. When was Warner Brothers founded? What year was it founded in? Oof. Um, so you know it was a long of... time ago, obviously. Yeah, I'm thinking like 42 or something like that. Okay, earlier than that. Oh, that's all. Earlier than that? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't that the first? Was Warner Brothers around before Disney then? I don't know when Disney was founded, but I would imagine not. But I don't know. I thought their first film was like 1940. Just take a stab. 37. 1923. Wow, really? That's when it was founded, yeah. That's when it was founded. Yeah. I should have done... I, I thought you were going to say a whereabout in California, is it? And then I'd be like, oh, hey, I know where that is because I've been there. Well, I, that was almost a question. Well, I was, oh, was going well, to... Well, no, it wasn't. I was going to ask you... Um, hold on. I was going to ask you where... The studio offices are. I would have known that Burbank. That's correct. That's what. Honestly, Cal, that was going to be my question, and I was like, "Nah, she won't know it. It's just, it's too like it's too out the way. She's not going to know where that is. Burbank's not really a place that you just know off the top of your head. She won't know. So, I, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. Only because I stay when I when I go to California, I stay not far from there. Yeah. Okay. That's why well, I know it. we're just going to take a quick break, and then Mike's going to be with us. Hey, buds, Josh Hines from Nashville, Tennessee. You know how much I love you, how much I support you guys, and how much I'll always be behind you. And here's to 150 more. And I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for pulling me out of some pretty dark spots in my life and um, just making me smile on days that I didn't really think that that was going to be possible. Uh, you know, as you both know, I've lost my leg and didn't really think I was going to be able to return from that or come back from that and you guys have just made me crack up laughing and have had me on the show and I just want you guys to know how much I love you for that and how much I'll always support you and like I said before here's to 150 more carry on boys okay we are back again and we do have young Michael with us hello okay I'm going to play two little games here we got a, a a Looney Tunes quiz we're going to play, and we've also got the Kid Clues game that we played two episodes ago, which I don't think Mike's even heard, but basically it's where we ask kids to describe an object or something, and you have to guess what the object is based off their descriptions, basically. And it's a Looney Tunes theme one, so that means that they are describing Looney Tunes. So you guys listen to the clip, and then first, first one to shout out gets to guess first. Okay, got it. 
Okay, so uh, let's start. Okay. Let's start with that one first, then. Okay. That one. okay, I'm just getting the clips ready now. We're just shouting out when we know, or do we? No, you got let, the, let the clip finish, and then it's the. Let's do it fairly, and let's start with Mike because he hasn't been on yet. So Mike can guess the first <laughs> one, okay? So the, okay. these have to be pretty decent at Looney Tunes, or am I gonna like really look appalling? I, no, I'm, I'm I don't not. know. I I would get. I would probably guess them, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. It's my two kids, you, you... so Alice is six and Charlie is four. His face is all black and his eyes are all white and the little pupils are all black. Which is normal color. And the thing on the top is all yellow. And his shoes are white, black, and red. And his shirt is red. And his skirt is green. And his helmet is green. And everything else, even his gloves, are white. He doesn't have a face. He doesn't have a mouth. Yeah, he doesn't have a face, see? doesn't have a mouth or a nose. There's no face on him. Okay, so that I think that was, they gave a lot away in that one. Doesn't have a face. I spent most of it thinking and uh, trying to listen to what they were saying. <laughs> and picking up little bits. And for some reason I was gonna go with Roadrunner, but then they said other stuff and it was like no, no face. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't wanna give any clues, but Roadrunner doesn't have any clothes on and they described gloves and shoes and a helmet as well. So Helmet. That narrows it right down. I had the helmet one, and that. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna need I... we're gonna need a guess, Mike. I'm trying to think who's got a helmet in Looney Tunes. I can't picture them. I've literally I've got a brain fart going on right now. Okay, so are we are we gonna pass the book? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't pass the book. See, I'm um, gonna, you haven't got a clue who that is. No. He's not no. one of the. He's not one of the ones. Well, you know, he is a main one. I'm not going to say he's not a main one. He is a main one. Why couldn't you've done the main ones, please? <laughs> Daffy Duck. I don't know. He doesn't have Who a face. He wears a helmet. He doesn't have a face. He wears a helmet. I don't know anyone. Ah, uh, that's making more sense. I can I feel like I can picture him. Okay, I'll give you one more clue. He talks a little bit like this. Well, that's Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> he does talk a little bit like Kermit the Frog, to be fair. You guys don't know who it is, though, do you? No clue. Okay, his name is Marvin the Martian. Please tell me you know what I mean. No. What? I think you should have given no. us an easier one. No, Kelly, he's one of the main ones. No, he's not. He's... Jeff would be offended with that comment. <laughs> that is terrible. He doesn't voice him, does he? <laughs> uh, I Marvin think he did. the Martian. Yeah, he's a little oh, Martian. Yeah. He lives on Mars, and Bugs Bunny goes up there. And oh yeah, he doesn't have yeah, a face. Look at that. He doesn't have a face. Yeah, see, Mike's looked it up. Okay, right, next oh. one. Next one, Kelly. I hope it. this is. I hope this is a better one. Well, we'll see, won't we? Here we go. This is a man, and he has a big long mustache. Um, and the yellow thing is his tie. <laughs> And he's so, so small. And the big thing up there, I don't know what it is. The hat. 
<laughs> a big his hat. His hands are so, so big. And the pants are blue. And his feet are super, super small. Okay, that's that one. Okay, I think it's the one cause that I was saying was my favourite one the other day. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yos meet Sam. Yos meet Yos Sam. Sam. I, hang on a minute. You don't know how to say Yosemite. <laughs> it's literally... Yeah, it's literally a place, isn't it? A park or something like it, like a you know, like a yeah, like a, yeah, like a Yellowstone, like Yosemite Park or whatever in the states. Right, by the fact that she doesn't know how to say his name, Yo Yosemite or whatever you said, Kelly, is, <laughs> you're reading that off. I'm you're not, reading we thought, it. We had a conversation about it today. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we we, we, we did. Yeah. I sent the little man to Gavin, and I said I love him. What's his name? And then you told me his name. That's why I remember it. <laughs> well, you don't remember but, yeah. it, do you? That's I mean, the thing. You don't fair, remember. I'll have a massive issue. I'll be able to. I'll, he I'll didn't be tell able me how to pronounce know. it. <laughs> right. Okay. Next one. Okay. Yeah. And so this is my guessing this one first, and then you'll get a chance, Cal. He has a bright black nose, and don't whisper. <laughs> whisker. Um, and his hands are black, and his tail is different colors, white and black. There you go. Now that's the biggest. Right. That's I, the biggest I, clue you're I gonna get. That one exactly. Is tail yeah. is different no, colors, white and exactly. black. Yeah. I can picture that one exactly, and you're gonna kill me for it, but I don't know the name. But it's like a skunk. It's like a. I don't know the name though. We need the name it's a though. Skunk. It's a black and white skunk. Uh, I can Google it. <laughs> I, don't Google it. Don't Google it. I feel like <laughs> I. I feel that you probably would have got this one had you not have had one too many glasses of wine. Because I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I'm gonna assume at this point during the night you're probably half cut. Yeah, we're having a family you s- barbecue. You sound a little bit uh, tipsy tonight, Mike. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine because this is our 150th episode and it's a celebration. It doesn't matter that you haven't drank for the yeah, pod. Yeah. The point is, you are you are plastered and it's because you just well you just plastered and it's good. So I'm glad I'm glad of that, mate. But I do think you'd have got it if you'd have been sober. Yeah, I mean I'm partying for the pod as well. Like. It's okay. We've had we've had Dan on in the past. We've had Dan on in the past, and he's been absolutely stoned. So it doesn't make any difference. (laughs) It's totally fine. Kelly, do you know who it is? In your sober state, do you know who that was in that clue? Little skunk. No, not little skunk. His name his name is Pepe Le Pew. You two are hopeless. Yes, I do because they called my dog's called Pepe. Well, you didn't get the clue. You didn't get it, did you? You never got it. Right, come on. Who's your dog named after? Please tell me your dog is not named after Pepe Le Pew. No, it's Pepe Reina. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. We got for, one. For one for Spain come on, we got it, one. Yes. We got one more left. Kel, you've got the upper hand here because you're sober, so you should you should be getting these. Right, you ready? Okay. <laughs> Here's the flat last clue. So this red thing is the tail, and and. And the yellow things are his um, feet. And the red thing up top is his neck. Um, the thing, um, the yellow thing up there, but what else is said? 
Mrs. Mouse. The red things on his head and under his mouth is his little hairs and his little thing underneath. And the white thing is his body. There you go. <laughs> I love his little hairs underneath. I think it is Foghorn Leghorn. Correct. Bang yes. on, correct. That was 100% right. <laughs> Did you have any idea, got... Mike? Yeah, I would have said the little turkey fella. <laughs> <laughs> God. The little turkey fella, Christ. Right, okay. I technically got two out of four there. Do you know what, do you know what my problem is? It's my, it's my dark childhood. <laughs> oh, God, oh God, he's going to talk about his dark childhood now. Christ. Hi, guys. It's Rob from Glasgow in Scotland here. I understand it might be the 150th episode of the podcast Juggernaut that is Major's Mess Hall. So I'm sending all my best wishes and much love to the dream team that is Kelly, Craig, Mike, Dan and Gavin. And here's to 150 more episodes. Cheers, guys. Bye for now. It's the names of them. It's the names. Obviously, I, I get the name. All the, even though I know them to look at, and I remember the characters, and in a lot of the cases, I remember their voices, but I don't remember the names of a lot of them, other than your obvious Daffy Duck, the Tasmanian Devil, bloody Tweety Bird. I think he went a bit harsh. That. We could have had Tweety in there. And that was a bit harsh, Quizmaster. Well, it's done now anyway, innit? It's done. So... I got two anyway. <laughs> Yours might... <laughs> Yours might? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yours might, Sam. Sam. What's his name again? Sounds like a scally. <laughs> All right, yours are. <laughs> yours are used, gives a job. Anyway. I know that's what I get called. <laughs> <laughs> yours might use, what? we'll call you. <laughs> I love it. Because you're, li- you're only little like him. Yeah. And you've got a bad temper as well. No, I'm only joking. I have got a little bad temper. Right, okay. (laughs) Hey, it's Kimmy, your favourite Dutchie, listening all the way from the Netherlands. Congratulations on your 150th episode. And here's to many more. We're going to do the quiz now. I don't know how the hell this is going to go pear-shaped as well, but we're going to try our very best, okay? I think you've gone a bit (laughs) harsh. You should have gone with people that are not... Shout out if you know the answer, okay? And first person gets get it is the winner, okay? So here's the first you question. You the answer, be a chance set. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Okay, right, you ready? What Looney yeah. Tunes character is known for his stutter? Ah, uh, uh, Porky Pig! Uh, Porky Pig. Yeah. Ah, Kelly got it. it. Kelly got it because instead of answering, you decided to do an impression of him. <laughs> so if you'd have been quicker, Mike, you would have got it. Again, again, the wine. Fill it up. <laughs> uh, okay. I keep on drinking, Mike. I'm doing well here. I'm on sleep. Here's, here's the next one, Mike. Come on. I think you might get this one. Next question. Which character does Wiley Coyote want to eat? Pretty bad. Incorrect. And I can't, I, I can't even believe that. That's like saying, who's Batman's sidekick and going Spider-Man? Like that's terrible. You didn't get that. These are like it's, <laughs> these are one in the same. You can't have one, and not the other. Terrible. It was a Roadrunner. Terrible. I'm I'm actually offended uh, that you both said Tweety. That's ridiculous. Used to love Roadrunner. That's runner. ridiculous. That means that if you think he wants to eat Tweety, that means you think Wiley Coyote is Sylvester the bloody cat. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> right. Just what's edible. <laughs> Question three. Question three. What kind of bird is Tweety? Canary. Correct. Kelly oh, got that I will one. never have got that. Right, Kelly's got two so far. Here's the next one. I'm uh, doing appalling at this. Okay. What's what is Sylvester the Cat's signature line? I'll give you clues. I'll give you clues. Is it? Is it? That's a joke, son. What's up, Doc? He's got it. Mike's got it. There you go. Yes. Brilliant. So we got Kelly's. Oh, thank God, I got one. Kelly's got two, and Mike has got one so far. Well done, Mike. Okay. Next question. Um. Okay. This is an easy one. To be very quick. Okay. Which of Bugs Bunny's enemies has a giant red moustache? Yosemite! <laughs> Mike, say it properly and you'll win. I said Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. What's wrong with you two? It's Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. Not Yosemite. Not Yosemite. Yosemite. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. Right, okay, come on. We got we got two more, okay? Two more. So far, <laughs> Kelly is winning. You've got, you've got to go these next two, Mike, and you'll win. What kind of animal right, is Pepe? What kind of animal is Pepe Le Pew's romantic? Oh. No, you're not letting me bloody finish. What kind of animal is Pepe Le Pew's romantic interest? A skunk. Incorrect. <laughs> Kelly. Um, cat. Correct. Yes. Okay, ah. Kelly's Kelly's already won. Let's see if she can get four. Uh, I've got four. Which this is this is the last this is the last question. Okay. Which Looney Tunes character is famous for saying that's all, folks? Porky Pig. Correct. Oh, Mikey's got it. Got so Ke- Kelly still won, but Mikey got two. Yeah. I, I still, I still stand by it, Mike. If if you hadn't have been quite as intoxicated as you are, you probably would have won that. I didn't do that. I just think it was sensible. Not, all right, yours, Mike. I just Mike. think it was sensible not having me on the interview with the uh, with the Looney Tunes voice actor. <laughs> It would have been funny, I think. I think it would have been funny. Hi there. I'm Cookie from the Philippines, and I'm very thrilled to wish Major's Mess Hall a big, fat, juicy congratulations for hitting your 150th episode. Thank you. Take care, everyone, and mabuhay. Mahal ko kayong lahat. Mwah. Okay, listen, we got, we are, we're going to wrap it up because we've been going for quite a while now, and... Um, I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of our listeners that have, you know, just listened since day one, right up to 150, which is just an incredible milestone that we're so proud to, to have achieved. Um, and, you know, especially to our patrons as well over at patreon.com. You can go to patreon.com forward slash mages mess hall if you want to become one of our patrons and donate to us monthly. All the money goes back into the podcast. And as well, I just want to give out the social media as well. So the website is majorsmesshall.com. Instagram is mess hall, is, sorry, at mess hall podcast. Twitter is at uh, Majors Mess Hall. And of course, you can search for us on Facebook and you will find us on there as well. Um, a massive thank you to Jeff Bergman for taking the time to talk to us. It has been probably my most favourite interview so far. I just had so much fun talking to, to him. Just amazing. Um, Space Jam 2, a new legacy, is out on the 16th of this month. Please go and see it and let us know what you think of it as well. And uh, we are going to play out this episode with one of mine and Mike's songs. We've played it before. We're going to play it again because our EP is still being worked on. It's coming out very soon. This is a song that me and Mike wrote. It's called uh, No Remorse. 
and of course our band name is Eucadian. So before we play that, do you guys have any final thoughts? Um, I thought you were going to go, eh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fitting, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to ask, how many years is that then? 150 is pretty fucking cool. But it's how six many years. years so it'll that? be six years in September. Yes. Yeah, six years. That's like 150 hours of shite. Yeah. If they were putting all well, the episodes I'll, I'll onto I'll one just... box set, they, that's what it would say. It would be it may just mess all episodes one to one hundred and fifty, uh, one hundred and fifty hours of shite. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I'll finish off but with what I say to my kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go on, Mike, Mike, sorry, Maybe Mike. Your listeners, say again. What what are you finishing off apart from another bottle of wine? Um <laughs> 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 Well, I'm going to finish off a bottle of wine and get in the hot tub, but I'll finish off the podcast 150 with what I say to my kids. It's quite cheesy and the kids hate it, but my saying is, if you can't be good, be great. I like it. That's a lovely saying. <laughs> okay, Kel, any final thoughts? Quite, you'd be quite... <laughs> quite a sweet <laughs> saying would come out of you, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Pearls of wisdom. <laughs> Um, no, I just it's been it's been fun, hasn't it? Um, doing all the interviews, having a laugh. We yeah. wouldn't have had half. It's been interesting. It's been <laughs> not... interesting not doing a video one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the last time Mike was on was we, we were doing a video one. Oh gosh. And also, before I forget, we've picked a winner for our Trailer Park Boys Green Bastard Hot Sauce competition that we are running. And the winner for that is Chase Matthews. So, Chase, if you get in touch with us on social media and give us your address, I will mail that bottle to you ASAP. Right, yeah. okay, guys, we're going to wrap it up. And Mike, introduce a song for us. Okay, this is Eucadian, no remorse. See you guys, we'll see you in a few months. <laughs> that, that's all, folks. Thank What a stupid thing to do To declare my love to you You drag me down and turn my world around What a stupid thing to do And now I'm broken possibilities of how my life could have been. to be